my Govanen. Welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek, and this video is going to be rather humorous because I'm going to talk about what a lot of you already may have seen by now, which is a lawsuit that was filed that referenced the Lord of the Rings in regard to the American political situation, let's say. And I don't want to get into the politics. That's really not the point of this channel. I have political views, but I like to keep my Tolkien and my politics separate. If you want to draw general political lessons out of the Lord of the Rings and apply them, that's fine. But I'm not into directly drawing analogies between things that happen in the Lord of the Rings and what happens in modern politics. That just doesn't sit right with me. And I've made that point on Twitter before, too. It's both sides do it, and I don't like it when either side does it. So not going to get into the politics other than to explain the background of the lawsuit. But other than that, let's let's kind of look at what the lawsuit's about and then examine the use of the Lord of the Rings in the lawsuit and how they mess it up really badly. So as far as the lawsuit itself goes, it's basically a request for a preliminary injunction and the appointment of what they call special masters in the context of the newly elected Biden administration, the outgoing Trump administration, because to make a long story short, the lawsuit is alleging that the Biden administration is not legitimate, was not actually constitutionally elected, and therefore the, the idea behind the suit is to appoint special masters, which will basically prevent Biden from changing any of the policies of the Trump administration until the election issue can be sorted out in a more, you know, fully developed litigation, which there's all kinds of problems with this. I mean, for one thing, just on a legal basis, I'd be surprised if this lawsuit doesn't get slapped down as frivolous and sanctioned. Uh, as many of you may know, I'm a lawyer by trade myself, and so I kind of know a little bit about how the legal system works, and there's no basis for the, the remedy being requested in this lawsuit. There just isn't. Um, but And then, you know, just looking through the, the lawsuit itself, you can see that there's all kinds of problems with the way they present their argument, and it's just, it's not good. Uh, and I'll, I'll link to a place where you can actually read the PDF of the initial request so you can look at it yourself if you're interested. But the main thing we're interested in here is the connection they draw to the Lord of the Rings. And so I'm going to read the section of the suit which pertains to that, and then we're going to examine just how dumb it is. So it doesn't take long for the lawsuit to reference the Lord of the Rings, although it's really the only place it references it, so it's kind of odd that it happens at all. But basically, in the second paragraph of the main body, it starts off with, Gondor has no king, to invoke a very appropriate quote from the J.R.R. Tolkien epic classic, Lord of the Rings, footnote 2. And then if you read footnote 2, it reads, During the course of the epic trilogy, the rightful king of Gondor had abandoned the throne. Since only the rightful king could sit on the throne of Gondor, a steward was appointed to manage Gondor until the return of the king, known as Aragorn, occurred at the end of the story. This analogy is applicable, since there is now in Washington, D.C., a group of individuals calling themselves the President, Vice President, and Congress, who have no rightful claim to govern the American people. 
accordingly is set forth in the proposed temporary restraining order as a remedy the court should appoint a group of special masters in parentheses the stewards in parentheses to provide a check the power of which i assume is supposed to say a check on the power of the illegitimate president until this constitutional crisis can be resolved through a peaceful legal process of preliminary injunction hearing and a jury trial on the merits so that's pretty much the only actual reference to the Lord of the Rings we get in this entire lawsuit. But it's hilariously bad on multiple levels. And it starts before we even get to the footnote. Gondor has no king, and it purports to quote a line from the J.R.R. Tolkien epic classic, which I'm relatively certain the phrase Gondor has no king does not actually appear as a line of dialogue anywhere in the book. I think that's only in the movie. If any of you know otherwise, you know, point me to the page number or wherever where this conversation happens and this hat and this phrase gets used. But I don't think Denethor even says that. He does end up saying basically, I'm not gonna, you know, let this upstart from the north rule, you know, here, the rule of Gondor is mine and no others. But he doesn't say Gondor has no king, and Boromir certainly says never says Gondor has no king. You know, somebody might say it somewhere in a, in a totally un non-combative type way, but I don't think it happens. So right off the bat, we're already off to a, a poor start as far as you know quoting the Lord of the Rings, and it's it's obviously just a pop culture reference, and it's it's dumb. But then you get into the footnote, and it just gets worse. In fact, the very first line of the footnote says, "During the course of the trilogy." the king had abandoned the throne. Well, first of all, the story is not a trilogy. It's one book that was cut up into three because of lack of paper. It's all one story. Even the movie trilogies, really, if you consider them a trilogy, it's only in the sense that you can't sit through a nine-hour movie at a theater. So even there, it's like it's not really a trilogy, and no good Tolkien fan is going to look at that and go, mm, yeah, that's, that's totally legit. And then the other half of that sentence is the king had abandoned the throne during the course of the trilogy. No, the king has been gone for hundreds of years. I mean, there's no, there's no way you could say that during the course of the trilogy the king had abandoned the throne. Also, the king didn't abandon the throne. The last king of Gondor rode out to have basically a personal duel with the witch king of Angmar and never came back. He didn't abandon the throne. He was kidnapped and probably tortured and murdered. So we're all wrong there, too. And then following up on this, they say that, well, you know, then they had to appoint a steward to manage the realm. It's like, no, they didn't appoint a steward. The kings had stewards going back for years and years and years and years. I don't think that practice went all the way back to Isildur or Anarion, but you know, certainly years before the last king of Gondor died, or disappeared anyway, the kings had stewards, and they just became known as ruling stewards after that because there was no one left in the line of kings to take the throne, and somebody had to do it, and since the steward was already someone who managed the affairs of the kingdom in the absence of the king, they just kind of took up that role. So they weren't appointed at the end of the, the line of kings. That's not how that worked. And then this one is a little bit more questionable, I guess. They say that they were the stewards were appointed 
to manage the realm until the return of the king known as Aragorn. The way this is written, you could take it one of two ways. And if you take it in one way, it sounds like it's saying, well, they knew there was going to be a king that came and his name was going to be Aragorn. That's not really true. You could also just take it as an extreme shorthand without getting into too much detail, meaning they were just managing the realm and that stopped when Aragorn, you know, came and claimed the throne. You know, whatever. I'm not going to get too picky over that because you could read it either way, I suppose. But then the final straw, really, is the idea that, you know, the, the stewards here are used as an analogy for what this lawsuit wants to accomplish in naming what they call special masters. And that's a, that is a term that gets used in the legal system. I mean, that's not a weird thing. Uh, but basically to essentially act as stewards over the office of president and Congress, which is just a bizarre concept constitutionally. I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. There is no constitutional grounds for that. But the idea that you want to make an analogy between the stewards in The Lord of the Rings and then what you want to accomplish here is so weird because in The Lord of the Rings itself, we really only see one steward acting for most of the story. You know, I mean, we get a little bit of Faramir acting, acting as steward at the very end, but most of it is Denethor, and Denethor is not the guy you want to have managing your country. So they're trying to draw a parallel which at a surface level looks horrible. I mean, if you look at the appendices and the full history of how the stewards ruled Gondor, most of the time they did a pretty good job, just like the kings most of the time did a pretty good job over the course of Gondorian history. But, you know, no, virtually nobody reading this lawsuit is going to know that. And so to the extent that they know anything about the stewards of Gondor, they're going to think about Denethor and how he was an absolutely crummy steward. So it's just like the level on which these people are actually drawing these analogies and, and using, you know, Lord of the Rings and trying to quote it and whatnot. I mean, it's just like a fail at every level. And it's just, it's so bad. It's just like you got to laugh to keep from crying bad because it's, not only is this all bad, but like I said, on the legal side of it, it's all horrible. It makes no sense. There's no grounds for it. I mean, it's if it doesn't get sanctioned, I will actually be surprised. I w really will. Um, but that's that's pretty much the overview of the lawsuit from the perspective of analyzing the use of Tolkien in it. So, like I said, I don't want to get into all the rest of it other than what I absolutely had to as a background. So that pretty much wraps this up. So, hope you found that amusing because <laughs> uh, if, if it's not amusing it's depressing uh, so hopefully you found it amusing rather than depressing uh, and if you think this is worth a good chuckle then you can share it around with your friends of course and give it a thumbs up and you can follow me on twitter at jrrt lore where i occasionally drop some tolkien related trivia questions also of course please do subscribe to the channel and support me over on patreon if you think it's worth it uh, you get some pretty cool perks for Patreon, and you can find me on Rumble now as well, so you can follow me over there too. Until the next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namariyeh.